0: You're listening to the Keep Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian writers who are ready to conquer what's holding them back. I'm Nika Maples, and this is episode 82, The Gift of Sabbath. me, who left me a review. She wrote, or maybe it's a he, he wrote, Nika is one of the most upbeat, encouraging people I've met. This is not airhead encouraging. These are deep, intense podcasts. Laughter is always a part of them. Nika's joy comes from trials and tribulations she has encountered in her life. If you need a solid word, laughter and a joyful heart, this podcast is for you. I gotta say, that's one of the best reviews I've ever heard because I love that you wrote, this is not airhead encouraging. Lately, I've seen on the internet so many people talking about, oh, you gotta be aware of toxic positivity. And I just have a question about that. I'm like, is any positivity toxic? Seriously, there is so much negativity out there that is any positivity toxic? I don't think so. I think we need it. But I do think some of it is kind of airhead, meaning that it, there's, nothing, there's nothing solid there. It's just kind of like um, grabbing out of nowhere, grabbing from nothing. And my positivity, my encouragement only comes from uh, the lessons I've learned from walking with Jesus. It's true. I've had trials and tribulations. Some of you who listen to this podcast don't even know that I have a disability and um, was diagnosed with a chronic illness way back when I was 12 years old and suffered a stroke also. So, yeah, there are, you know, there are hiccups along the pathway of my life that didn't feel great, and all of us have those moments that didn't feel great, but Jesus was with us, and in the ways that we grew, we wouldn't trade that. That's what I'm saying about myself. I assume you feel the same way that his faithfulness kind of overcame the problem. So thank you, Eclipse Me, and I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I ask for your blessing, extreme blessing on this person. And whatever trials and tribulations they have been facing in the last year, I pray that your encouragement and love and presence will eclipse all of those, all of those disappointments. That this person would remember that disappointment does not mean that they've lost their appointment. That you are still on the throne and you still have a heavenly task for them while their feet are on this earth in jesus name okay just in time for your weekend here is the gift of sabbath i think one of the important things for us as Christians, is to be able to explain why we Sabbath. It's one of the things that marks us as being different. And it's such a beautiful difference. It's important to be able to explain it, because nobody who doesn't know the Lord thinks Sabbath makes any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. So let's talk about it. At the end of this training, you'll be able to explain the significance of Sabbath to anyone who asks. You'll even be able to remind yourself of why it's significant. Here's the number one reason. You were created in the image of God. And anything he does, we do. So we honor the Sabbath because God did. In Exodus 28 through 11, we read, all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I'm gonna use a lot of scripture in this lesson today because if I don't, it's almost like I'm just making this up. We gotta look to what God says more than once about the importance and the significance of Sabbath. Notice that I've highlighted these words, holy, holy, holy. God set it apart because it's holy and I love that right now in this this quarter we're looking at holiness that wait a second no wisdom I've been working on the next quarters magazine so much which by the way is going to be about holiness the one that is released January 1st 2021 all about holiness I've been Diving in about holiness. And so I had holiness on the brain. <laughs> the one you currently have is about wisdom. So, anyway, holiness, which we're going to dive into in January, means specifically being set apart for godly use. So, we t- people use the word holy. We say things like, Oh, they're holier than thou. Oh, he's being so holy, as if holiness. Were some way of being that were was unattractive or um, wrong or prideful. All holiness is is being set apart for godly godly use. So when God says, "I'm holy," therefore you be holy like I am holy. He's saying I'm set apart. I'm not like any of those other gods out there. <laughs> no other god died and was raised from the dead. I'm it. No other God knew the end from the beginning. I, I'm it. All the other false gods are not like me. I'm holy. Therefore, you be holy too. It doesn't mean doing everything right. That's the word righteousness. That's God's perfection that is given to us through Jesus. Holiness is just being set apart. So when we say you're holy, God, you're holy. We're saying, you are set apart. You're like none other. There is no one like our God. You're holy. You can't even be compared to the other things that we think will satisfy us. There's nothing like you, God. And he says, certain things in your life I want to be set apart as well. You're set apart as my children. You're going to be different from the world. A lot of the things you talk about, and think about are going to look different. It's going to make you stand out. And there are times it will be uncomfortable. But the things I have set apart, I have blessed. So let it be uncomfortable to be different because the things I have set apart is holy, I have blessed. Have you ever even noticed that on Uh, specifically Sundays, even though I'm saying you don't have to Sabbath specifically on a Sunday, it could be a Saturday. Some people do Monday or any day. I have a friend who her job is specifically kind of a weekend job. She is picking Wednesdays as the day she consistently rests that will come around and around again. So it doesn't matter the day of the week. What matters is that you set it apart. That you say this day is different. This day is different from all the other days. And here's why. Because I'm honoring God with it, knowing that he's blessed it. So those days that you set apart, do you notice that you just want to take a nap? On Sundays, I just want to take a nap. It's almost like the day itself is different. My Sabbath day is Sunday. It's almost like the day itself is different. If you set aside that day, your body starts responding to that day. God has blessed it for you that you would be able to truly rest on that day. So we we also honor the Sabbath as a sign. It's a sign. We don't need to have a bumper sticker on our car as Christians, we don't have to wear a necklace with a cross on it as Christians. We don't have to carry around a Bible on our desk at all times as Christians. There are other significant signs That will be noticeable. We can have all those things. But one of the things that we dare not miss as a sign is a day that's set apart as holy. This is for God. This is to prove to the world that I trust God. How else will they know that you really do unless you honor the Sabbath? So let's read this section of scripture that talks about a sign. You are to speak to the people of Israel, God saying this to Moses, and say, above all, you must honor my Sabbaths, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. That's another word for being set apart. I set you apart. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it, shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest. Solemn, don't mistake that word for the word somber. Somber, you know, is without smiling. Solemn is intentional. It's intentional rest. Intentional rest looks different from accidental rest. So when he's saying six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a day of intentional rest that's holy to the Lord, set apart to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day sh- shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days, the Lord made the heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Now, let me, let me get to all that put to death business. We'll get to that in just a second. But it's a sign between us and the Lord. A sign serves both as a reminder for you and a signal for others. So if you have any kind of sign in your life you want people to know certain things about you it's it's not only for other people to know it's for you to be reminded as well so the sabbath sure it's for to open those kinds of conversations when somebody says wait a second you do what you do no work every seventh day why wouldn't your wouldn't your business be a whole lot better if you did work a little bit every day of the week no no it's not what I believe. It's not what God says. It's a sign to others, but it's also that sign to you because I can tell you, I don't know how many of you have a, a business that you that you work on that you're responsible for. I, I've had many jobs where um, I worked for someone else, but there's a certain kind of pressure when you're the one responsible for whether you're an entrepreneur and uh Creating your own business, or if you're in, engaging with um, another kind of business where you—it's uh, uh, multi-level marketing. When you're when you're not necessarily you're owning your own section of that business, then you know when you own your own section of that business. Maybe you're not the one who had the original idea, but you're a partner in that business. And if you don't do work on seven days a week, the work is not being done. Those kind of people, if you're an entrepreneur where your whole idea is what gave birth to the, to the business, or if you're partnering with someone else's idea to carry on the fruit of, of what they've created, it's all entirely you who makes that happen. And it's very, very tempting to say, the only way for me to keep this going is to do it all the time. And the Sabbath says, wait a second, my sales do not depend on me alone. People's interest does not depend on me alone. God is the one that brings people to me and I partner with the Lord. So really all of it is where he's the boss. We're all working with him, partnering with him and in, in to provide for our families. So we honor the Sabbath because God did. We honor the Sabbath. Um, as a sign for ourselves and for others. And we honor the Sabbath for our health. It's good for our bodies. Same verse again. We're going to read it again with different words highlighted. You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all, you must honor my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he was rested and refreshed. Okay, so those are the options. Be put to death or be rested and refreshed. What God initiates carries on. We're not stoning people anymore if they don't keep the Sabbath, but I do believe people pay a price in their bodies People that do not rest, people that work incessantly seven days a week, have strokes, they have cardiac arrests. they have all kinds of health problems that end their life early. And I think part of it is because God set some things into motion and he meant it. And he's saying, if you want life, I'm going to tell you how to get it. If you want life, I'll tell you how to do it. I'll tell you how to get it. You're going to have to be rested and refreshed. Your body is designed for a six-day cycle, a seven-day cycle, six days of work, one day of rest. That's how your body is designed. I created it, so I'm telling you how it works. And how, what, a, what a delight and a joy that he would do that for us. He would say, I love it that you have your own business. I love it that you're creating sales and connecting with people. I love it that you're even working for someone else. I I say in those cases, when you're working for someone else, like I did in schools and in other areas as well, because of labor laws, they can't expect you you to overwork. That's why I'm putting emphasis on people who do not work in a traditional job. Because there's no labor laws. You keep your own laws so you can overwork. That's where it's dangerous for us. And for the person who does have a traditional job where they have days off each week, the danger would be is if you added that side hustle that then consumed the rest of your weekend or the rest of your days off. And you never took time to set aside. Yes, a side hustle is great in addition to your job. But if you're consuming all of your extra time, it's not great. It will not pay off for you. It won't, you will pay a price though. You'll make more money. You'll pay a price on your body. You won't even be able to enjoy the extra money that you make. God is not against making extra money. He says, do it my way. God loves to bless us financially. It's all to, to uh, advance the kingdom. He knows that money in the hands of a believer is money that is doubled because it's used for good. So he's all about it. But he says, wait a second, do it my way. <laughs> Your body is designed to need to be rested and refreshed. So we observe Sav- Sabbath for our health. This is so interesting to me that when God put the Sabbath into place, he required that even the land honor the Sabbath. So this would have been really hard for me, Uh, really hard. He told the Israelites, you may farm your land six years at a time, and the seventh year you don't plant and you don't harvest. You let the, the ground lie fallow and you rest, and the land rests. And then you pick it back up again. You do six years of planting and harvesting. In the seventh year, you let the land observe a Sabbath. And you don't plant, and you don't harvest. And after seven cycles of land Sabbaths, that would be 49 years, then the 50th year is a special year called the Jubilee, and everyone who's in debt is set free. So in other words, he's like blessing them coming and going. He's saying, if you observe a land Sabbath, I'm going to give you everything you need for that that land Sabbath. I'm I'm not going to have you go without your income. I'm going to cover it. If you trust me, I'm going to cover it. And then on the 50th year, the, the year of Jubilee, everyone's out of debt anyway. So I'm all about the abundance, the Lord says. But the people did not trust God. And I gotta say, if he asked me, observing one day for a Sabbath is something, but observing a whole year for a land Sabbath is a whole other thing. And if the Lord had asked me to do that, I'd be like, oh, are you kidding? (laughs) Really a whole year without planting and without harvesting? That's really tough. So they stopped doing it and from the time of King David. For 490 years, they did not observe, observe a land Sabbath. They said this, didn't, this, this doesn't really even have to happen. Come on, now, we can. The, I mean, the land works for us. The, there's no reason the land needs to lie fallow. You know, we can we can get it to to produce. If we we farm it constantly, it still produces. Here's the crazy thing. The Lord was just counting. There's one. There's two. There's three. He was counting. And do you know what happened? He made them pay back the Sabbaths that they had stolen from him. So he says, well, first of all, i me get back to that. He said in Leviticus, he said, here's the consequence. If you don't observe the land Sabbaths, this is when he's laying out the, the instructions about the land Sabbaths. He says, if you don't observe the land Sabbaths every seven years, then the land will enjoy its Sabbaths years all the time that it lies desolate and you are in the country of your enemies. In other words, I will send you out of Israel if you don't let the land rest. And then the land will rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. All the time that it lies desolate, the land will have the rest that it did not have during the Sabbaths that you lived in it. So he warned them when he told them about land Sabbaths, he said, now, Observe these, and I'm I'm serious because if you don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna collect those years of Sabbaths, and I'm gonna hold you accountable for them, and I'll send you off the land, and let the land rest and have all that time. And he did it when the Israelites. So I told you they they ignored the instruction for the land Sabbath for 490 years. That is seventy years of sabbaths that God was like. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one that they're ignoring. So that was seventy years of land sabbaths that they ignored. If they had just, if they had just honored the Sabbath and um, paid it unto God, almost like a tithe, um, he, they would have been fine. But they didn't. So God kept a record of it, and when they were sent to Babylon. When they were kidnapped, taken out of Israel, and they had to live in their enemies' land, it says right here, when you were in the country of your enemies, God followed through, and he held them accountable for those 70 years of Sabbaths. And then the land of Israel rested, and nothing was farmed, because God says something and he does it. Now let's go back to that verse I skipped. Jeremiah 29, 10, the forgotten verse that we never quote. So Jeremiah prophesied about that land Sabbath time as well. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are complete for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. So it's not like he's like, you don't observe, observe the Sabbath and I'm going to hold you responsible and that's it for you. No, God's like, you're going to do it my way. He's a good father. He's like any of any of you who are great moms, you're like, I'm going to hold you accountable to what I said. And then we'll start over. We'll see if then you'll carry out what you'll you'll see that I mean it. God was saying, okay, so I'm sending you away for 70 years. I'm going to get those land Sabbaths back. And then I'll bring you back to this place. I'll fulfill my good promise to you. And then we have the following verse. Let's say it all together. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That verse is connected to this prophecy about land Sabbaths and how God's saying, I'm going to hold you accountable for those bring you into your enemy's land, let the land rest. And when I bring you back though, when I bring you back then after your little discipline, then I'm gonna fulfill my good promise because I know the plans I have for you. And even if you're disobedient, it will not derail the plans I have for you, which are to bring you hope in a future. That's good news. So even if we've been disobedient about honoring a Sabbath, the Lord's like, I know the plan that I have for you. Let's get, let's get back to it. Let's get back to what I said to do. I want to I bless you. Give me, a, give me a way to bless you. Just give me a way and I'll do it. So Isaiah thirty fifteen, it's like one of those really pensive verses in the Bible for me. I'm like, oh. Precious, the precious Jehovah God that we serve. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. I think about God as a God who has feelings. He 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 sees us toiling away, working and working and working and working and trying to make it, just trying to make it, trying to make it for our families, trying to make it for our hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And he's like, oh man. And repentance and rest was your salvation. And quietness and trust was your strength. And we think, oh, we're so strong if we can. Take care of ourselves," and he's like, "No. I told you the way you let me take care of you. that's happened. but you would have none of it. We honor the Sabbath also for our blessing. So, yes, we honor it because God honored it. We honor it as a sign. We, we honor it for our health, but we also honor it for our blessing. It matters to the Lord that we are blessed, that we are prosperous. It matters to him. He wants to meet our needs. He's a provider. And here he says in Isaiah 58, 13 through 14, If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable. And if you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall delight in the Lord. And I, I will make you ride on the heights of the earth and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth the Lord has spoken. So, what's that mean? I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob. I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I don't know exactly what the Lord is saying. He says, I'll make you ride on the heights of the earth. That sounds good. I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob. G- give me some. It sounds great. That's prosperity. Whatever God's definition of prosperity is that's what he's going to give us so we have lots of definitions of prosperity so much so that the word prosperity has become abhorrent to some people and they say that it's a false gospel well read the bible god talks about prosperity he talks about his children being prosperous fruitful multiply that's the whole point the thing is he gets to decide what prosperity looks like. It doesn't always look like what we think, but it's good. Whatever it is, prosperity is good. It, it's health, it's joy, it's peace, it's community, it's, it's, and it's financial blessing as well. But That's not goodness. That's not the only thing. Whatever it means to ride on the heights of the earth, that's what God's willing to give us if we delight in His Sabbath. I'm there. I'm there for it because that's blessed coming and going because the Sabbath itself is a blessing. Plus, whatever comes from it, okay, God, you're going to give us a double blessing. That's just like what He would do. When we stop working and honor the Sabbath, God works for us. It's a crazy thought, but that's what he says. If you delight in me and do all this, I'll take care of it. I'll feed you if you, t- if you honor me. I love John five seventeen. My father is always working and so am I. That's what Jesus said. I'm like, always? You mean he's not taking a Sabbath anymore? Cause I thought he said he worked six days a week, rested on the seventh. And Jesus is like, no, no, he gave that to you. Now he's always working. He doesn't have to take a Sabbath anymore. He's always working now and so am I. But we gave our day so you could have it. What? We can trust that we can take a day of rest because God doesn't. He's working on our behalf. Jesus is too. Always. Now we honor the Sabbath for the most important reason to thank God for grace. The Sabbath is the symbol itself of grace. Here we have the perfect way to explain the Sabbath to any friend that you have. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God for Anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So remember, I said you pay a price, you pay a physical price um, if you work constantly. Your body needs to reset. But here, we're seeing that resting from your works is, not, is it's not only resting from your work. Resting from your works is resting from trying to earn righteousness. Stop it. Enter his rest. Enter his forgiveness. Thank him for grace and say, you know, I'm never going to make it. I never was going to make it. God's giving me grace. That's his rest. There remains a Sabbath. The ultimate Sabbath is grace. And god says hey you don't have to work i'm working for you remember i do the work now remember that's the whole point of sabbath is that i'm doing it and you don't have to so the sabbath day is a symbol of whew, grace is real i don't have to try to get to heaven god has given it to me because he did the work and you It says, make every effort to realize it, to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. We die a little inside when we keep trying to earn right standing with God. That's impossible for us to do. There's no life in it whatsoever. But this, this right here is the way we thank God for the biggest sabbath of all which is his grace so people ask so then what can i do on a sabbath when i was thinking about this i was i listed out some things these are things you can do and the lord spoke to my heart tell him do what a sheep does it was like oh okay he's our good shepherd so me making a list for you of what you can and can't do on the Sabbath, I was like, you know, you could play, you could pray. I was trying to make it all rhyme. I was like, then the Lord so clearly to do what a sheep does. So a sheep walks around, a sheep eats, a sheep enjoys itself, a sheep plays with other sheep, a sheep lays down, a sheep sleeps, a sheep sits close to the shepherd. What else does a sheep do? What a sheep does not do is try to provide for itself. Doesn't go hunting. It doesn't plant. Doesn't harvest. Doesn't work. Your good shepherd is asking you to be a sheep on the Sabbath. Just sit next to him, spend some time with him, go play with the other sheep, have a good time. Um, enjoy what's around you go for a walk drink eat all of that is beautiful whatever leaves you feeling refreshed but earning is not part of that it's not part of what you do on the sabbath so people get real specific they're like well i like to clean the house so what if i deep clean the house once a week well that's between you and the lord is it a sheep Kind of cleaning. Because for some people, cleaning the house is not very sheepy. It's very annoying. They they get irritated, they huff and puff, they feel tired. But for some people, oh, they really like cleaning. They're like, I like getting everything set back to reset. I like the fresh smells. I light all the candles. For some people, it's very sheepy to be cleaning. Then you clean on the Sabbath if you want to. Um, another question I have been asked specifically about the Sabbath. Shopping. Well, I mean, is shopping for very sheepy for you? If it is, if you're like, that's one of my favorite things to do. I feel so refreshed when I go out and I get the groceries for the week, or even just go to the mall and and do more kind of pleasure shopping. If it's sheepy, then you do it. If you're like, I get so worn out grocery shopping, then you might not want to do that. You're not going to do anything that wears you out. So there's no specific hard and fast rules. It's just do what a sheep does. And like I said, a lot of it is on a case-by-case basis with you and the Lord. How did he create you? How do you find refreshment and enjoyment? So here's a real significant um lesson about the sabbath that's in the new testament with jesus people went crazy about the sabbath and he was like "Mm -mm." one sabbath jesus was going through the grain fields and as they made their way his disciples began to pluck heads of grain and the sat and and the pharisees were saying to him look why are they doing what is not lawful on the sabbath and he said to them have you never read what david did when he was in need and was hungry And he and those who were there who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, look, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So. You must realize the Sabbath was made for you. You were not made for the Sabbath. So there's not a whole bunch of rules to be kept about it. You know, God has told people not to harvest on the Sabbath. So the Pharisees just went a little overboard, like plucking heads of grain was harvesting. Hey, don't try to read into it. We all know that these disciples were not harvesting anything, they were just taking a snack as they went by. And later, the Pharisees confronted Jesus when he healed on the Sabbath. They say, Ah, uh, is it all right for you to be healing on the Sabbath? And Jesus was like, This Sabbath is for what God made it for, and God want, wants people to be healed. So, yeah, I'm healing on the Sabbath. So, listen, don't if you if if you or anyone starts really obeying rules regarding the Sabbath, then that turns into work, which is not the point. If you really start obeying rules and making rules and, oh, I can't, I have, I heard about a guy that was like, I never make up my bed on the Sabbath. And it's not because I'm like, that's work and I'm not doing work. It's because I want to remind myself, God loves me even when I'm a mess. So he doesn't make up his bed. Well, so I think for like I said, between him and the Lord, that's a sweet reminder. You love me even when I'm a mess. <laughs> but for some person who's like, I'm not making my bed because that's work. Well, you just created work by making a bunch of rules for yourself. That's not what this is about. This is about refreshment. It's a gift to us. You need to have some conversations with the Lord about, okay, so what's that? I loved in the comments when I first asked, what does the Sabbath look like? And someone wrote, we're we're kind of working out as a family what it looks like for us. Okay, that's exactly what you should be doing. Working out as a family, working out as a single person, working out As young marrieds, whatever it is, you work out what it looks like for you to observe the Sabbath. What does it look like to set apart one day? The Sabbath is a gift, will never be at your expense. That is the point of this lesson. The Sabbath is a gift to you and gifts do not come at your expense. They're gifts. No one ever gave you a birthday gift and said, oh, do you like it? Yeah, you owe me 45 bucks. No one does that. They say, here's your gift. Oh, this is too much. No, no it's not. It's my gift to you. That's what God's saying. Sabbath is my gift to you. It will never be at your expense. So if there's some part of you that's like, Feeling, I know that the enemy is going to bring in a lot of conflict. As soon as you set aside a day, watch it. He's going to bring something to come in where there's a lot of conflict. You just work it out with the Lord. If you feel a lot of tension that you've started rule keeping, that's not what this is about. You just decide, how can I honor the Lord? So, if somebody comes, let's just say a friend of mine sells some things out of her home. And if somebody has a, comes and they're like, I want to pick something up this Sunday. Can I come to your house and do that? Okay, she she that's between her and the Lord. If she's like, hey, you know what? I just don't have any visitors on Sunday for, for business stuff. Is there any way you can come Monday? Maybe she wants to do that. Or maybe she's like, yeah, come on by. We'll visit. Come pick up the, the stuff. To be a rule keeper about that is not the point. The point is to say, am I honoring the Lord? Because each and every instance, you decide ahead of time, what's the best way to honor the Lord? No one is going to say what is work and what isn't. You just do what a sheep does. And sit by your shepherd and he'll walk you through. He'll tell you. Yeah, this this is something that, is, that it does not infringe on your health. You can be relaxed and refreshed even if this happens. So with me, it's a, it's a significant question to ask because I travel to speak. So I've talked to some speakers who say I will not travel on my designated Sabbath day. I would just won't travel. Well. I felt like, I don't know, sometimes I felt like it wasn't really work for me to just travel because I enjoy it. And I had to work out with the Lord. It depends. There are some trips. I just realized that's going to be work for me to travel on on a Sunday and I, I can't do it. So the last time I had a trip, uh, which was a couple months ago, uh, last month, I asked, can I have an extra day? And they let me stay and go home. So I spoke on Saturday. They let me go home on Monday. They were happy to do it simply because I asked. Because I said, I think I need a day of rest after speaking all day at this conference. And they were happy to provide that. The Lord helped me to honor him with that day. So I say, all the varying types of work, all the varying types, it's too complex complicated for us to try to figure out what's what is work and what isn't if you just set your mind to doing what a sheep does and you ask the lord what does that look like for us and then you honor him with what he has communicated to your heart the the main point is that you're not going to need to hustle for your own provision seven days a week the lord is going to amaze you with the way that he takes care of you if you give a day set aside for him. Um, So I had one other thing I was going to mention about this. Um, I, I can't think of it now. So here's your assignment. Oh, I remembered. Good. So here's your assignment. Set aside a day for a Sabbath. I would just say, I wanted to follow up and say, Generally, it is best to set aside a day on a cycle. So what I tried to do in the past, years past, I would set aside, I would be like, okay, so you know, like whatever day I'm free this week will be my Sabbath. Might be a Tuesday, might be a Thursday, might be next week might be a Saturday, next week after that might be a Wednesday. And I, I kind of did it like that. That is not exactly healthy because you see how you could end up going more than six days if you if you don't time it right. A, you'll go longer than six days before your day of rest, which God's saying your body works best with six days and then rest. Also, you end up fudging and forgetting about it and you end up not observing the Sabbath. The real... Um, exercise, spiritual discipline of Sabbath is that you set aside the day in advance because the enemy's going to try to knock you off that decision. And if you just like, no, my, my spiritual discipline and my practice is to honor God on this day. I've set aside this day. It doesn't matter which day of the week it is, but decide on one and let that be your cycle. Hey there, did you know that your vocation is what you're paid to do? But your calling is what you're made to do. If you're ready to step into your calling, let's go. God is advancing the kingdom through Christian books. He has given everyone a spiritual gift and it may be that one way you can exercise your spiritual gift of prophecy, teaching, exhortation, service, giving, organization, or mercy is by writing a book that will bless other believers and go places that you cannot go yourself. If you don't know how to write a book, put yourself under the mentoring of an experienced Christian author who will pray for and guide you. That's me. Join the Keep Writing Course, an all-in-one online experience that I've created to take you through the process of finishing, publishing, and marketing your amazing book. Inside, I offer step-by-step lessons and weekly biblical coaching, live. Together, we'll solve any problem you face, in the name of Jesus. There's simply nothing else like this anywhere. So if you're ready to join us, go to nikamaples.com and click on the Keep Writing course. Get started today.